You're a monster. So, uh, welcome in, everyone. Oh. Nope, I'm talking. Okay. <laughs> monsters! Oh my god! Welcome in. This is a very special episode. Uh, there's no Caleb coming today so uh instead we brought in jt the uh better looking and smarter version of caleb i guess you could say well i'm flattered thank you yeah okay <laughs> yeah this is gonna definitely be different uh both of our personalities aren't really like caleb so the energy might be a Not little low today but uh we'll get through we got uh, some things to talk about if uh, you wanted to uh, get at us, uh, Twitter and Facebook at the TFO Monsters, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, the Fantasy Monsters. So, yeah, you want to jump into uh, some news we got, JT? Yeah, let's go. Jeff, by the way, I might accidentally say Caleb when I'm talking to you. I almost just Fine. did it right there. So, if you do it, just <laughs> yell at me. Um, okay. So, uh, right. some of the first pieces of news uh, Jaguars, they are being cautious with Trevor Lawrence due to his hamstring injury that he suffered at the end of last season, which is a good thing. We'll talk about them later. We are previewing the AFC yep. South today. Some other pieces of news. Uh, Janu Smith left practice early with a hamstring injury the other day. His severity is still unknown. Keep an eye on that one. Some, uh, I think, quietly bigger news. Jamison Crowder and the Jets have agreed to contractor negotiations. Some of the reports were that they were wanting him to take an over 50% pay cut. We're still not sure how much of a pay cut he took, but it had to be significant. But now he is on the Jets. He's going to be reporting. So he could be clogging up that team. I mean, this might affect uh, Elijah Moore. You have um, Denzel Mims out there, Corey Davis. I don't really think it'll affect too much on the outside because he is such a slot receiver, but... Hopefully they take they just let Elijah Moore, the rookie, come in there from week one. How do you feel about that? Do you think he Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean that that would be the best. And then uh some other yeah, news. Absolutely. Nick Mullins signs with the Eagles. I think this one's actually kinda sneaky. Because honestly, what we've seen out of Nick Mullins is he's not great, but he's not terrible. And if Jason yeah. if Jalen Hurts does end up just burning down at some point in the season he could get in there and he'll throw the ball Devonte adams plans to report to camp regardless of contract talks which is really good news because so because there were reports that him and aaron Rodgers were in close connection that if he gets traded he would want to think about his long-term future with the packers maybe holding out but now it looks like he's going to be a packer this year regardless so I think that's good news for everyone. Cool. And then yeah. the uh, last piece of news is another New England, newly New England tight end. Uh, Hunter Henry suffered a lower body injury in practice last week. He should be fine, but he's just one of those players that just is always dealing with something. So you really got to make sure you watch that one. All right. So today we are previewing the AFC South, which is a good thing because this is the division JT knows the most about. But first we'll talk yeah. about, uh, I guess... I guess would you say the Colts' rival right now is the Titans? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah. They're the two competing the most in this division. So we'll start with the Titans, who did technically beat the Colts last year, came down to the divisional records. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> the uh yeah, so we'll just start off. Ryan Tannehill, he he's really good. He really is really good. This offense is incredibly efficient. Finished yeah. seventh overall in sixteen games last year on a run first team. That's impressive. Yeah, I've I've really been impressed with Tannehill since he's been with the Titans. I, I've seen almost a rebirth, in my opinion, uh, just to his career. I don't know if that was just a good kick in the butt or what, but he he really seems to be a good fit for that system, yeah. Yeah, I think so. it's his scheme. I mean, he'll probably be another because yeah. he never goes early in drafts. He always goes in that mid-pack range, and he just, he's been a value the past two years, and he's, he's going to be yeah. that again. Yeah, he's definitely one of those guys where if you miss out on one of those big quarterbacks, he'll always be waiting back there, and he's yep. a nice security to have. So we get into his weapons. This is where it gets interesting. They lose in the <laughs> passing game. They lose Corey Davis, and they lose John o. Smith. Those two combined, are, I think it's just under 160 targets between those two last year. And this is one of the yeah. few teams in the NFL who really do run the ball more than they pass the ball. But that's still a lot of targets up in the air. A.J. Brown's still there. A.J. Brown's still incredible. But they bring in Julio Jones. Can't get much better than that. Like, you lose Corey Davis I mean, and you bring in Julio Jones. Yeah. Like, then I'm they kidding. also brought in in free agency Josh Reynolds, who there were, it was actually kind of funny. There were some reports about a couple days before the Julio trade that uh, they were preparing Josh Reynolds to be the number two in this offense, be highly targeted. All the reports were very glamorous of Josh Reynolds. And then the Julio trade comes down. And now in this offense, it, he's not going to see anything worthwhile. Yeah, unfortunately, I heard a lot about him taking Davis's spot. For yeah, sure. the uh, and and then no, you're good. No, that it's just uh, he has no spot now. <laughs> yeah, I think so. The immediate aftermath of the Julio Jones news is you have to wonder how does this affect AJ Brown? Like, do you see it affecting him negatively in any way? Oh, I don't. I don't think at all. Yeah, um, same. If anything, obviously the ball's being spread around, but it's going yeah. to free him up too. Yeah. I mean, he's not. He's not being locked down. Um, yeah, they're not. The, the defense isn't just solely focusing on him. So yeah, I mean, it, I think it's. I think it's good on all angles, honestly. Yeah, so and, I think he's going to do even better. Yeah, and that's the nice thing about AJ Brown is he doesn't see 140 targets, 150 targets. He saw 106 targets last year and turned that into like the eighth overall. Yeah, wide receiver. Like he's just a big play guy. He makes big plays. He doesn't need a high target count. And bringing in Julio, it's honestly kind of the same. I mean, I honestly feel like their targets are going to be pretty close. I think it'll come down to touchdowns and big plays. That's the other thing. They hit um, Janu Smith a lot in the red zone. He's gone. There's, yeah. I, I do think there's a chance where Julio, his normal target and receptions, those are obviously coming down in his yards. But his touchdowns could very easily go up because we're never used to Julio having outrageous touchdown seasons. Yep. And I think, yeah, the biggest so, question. Oh, no, you go, you go. Well, I mean, the next thing for me, uh, and I know we're not or no, we're not on tight end yet, but uh, Fersker was really – I was excited to see uh, before all the Julio news broke. Yeah. I was really, I was really excited I, and to I, see I, what potential. Yeah, I still think he's one of those really deep sleeper guys because they do have the vacancy in the offense. They do throw to the tight end a ton. True. And that could yeah. change losing Janu. That'll probably come down a little bit, but they still he's still the top dog on this team. He performed pretty well yep. last year. He'll definitely probably be yep. in those streaming candidates at some point in the season. I can see that very easily. Yep. 
he was a late round uh, pick for me in some of our uh, up up and coming dynasty uh, drafts that I I just jumped into this this season. So yeah, um, so I think I was kind of bummed, but you know it's it's a good thing. So yeah, I think the question really between AJ Brown and Julio Jones is their draft price and do you like them? AJ Brown right now he's going like sure. fourth pick of the second round. I don't I don't hate that. I don't like no. it's not incredible. He is like the fourth or fifth wide receiver off the board. Julio right now though, he's going decently later, the twelfth pick of the third round, last pick of the third round. Man. That's not bad. He's going right around Mike Evans, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, Robert Woods. So, I mean So who would you rather have? If you if you had to pick one of the two, who would you go with? That one's tough because I do think I think this year with Julio, I think A.J. Brown finishing as the number one wide receiver is off the table. He could yeah. still I, – I, top five is still in the cards, but if it was just going to be him and Reynolds this year, he definitely had that number one overall wide receiver potential. Julio, though, is probably at best a back-end one. So so here's, here's this I about I think that's the best-case I mean, scenario. He was quoted, correct me if I'm wrong, he was quoted saying, hey, I want to find a strong on quarterback. Yeah, a guy who can throw deep. Uh, yeah. And I don't, that's one thing I don't feel uh, Tannehill is. Um, he has his moments, but. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just, it's going to be interesting. And, and how much of an on-ramp does Julio need, in your opinion? Um, how much of an on-ramp to learn the system? Um and and just get going. I, I I I'm not worried about that part with Julio coming into the team. I I I do like both of their prices. And it hates me to say this, I'll probably go with the AJ Brown one, just because yeah. probably these will probably be your first wide receivers you're taking, and I'd rather have that upside potential top sure. five. And I just don't see that with Julio this year. I, I mean, I love Julio; he's one of my favorite receivers of all time. But he yeah. will be the number two on this offense. All right. Yeah, Josh Reynolds, like we talked about, he'll probably be inconsequential now. They just don't spread the ball. I mean, they do spread the ball around, but it's just there's just not enough volume in this offense. That's just too many mouths to feed, yeah. Yeah, and then Derrick Henry, we don't really need to say anything. I mean, he finished second overall in 16 games, 2,000-yard rushing season. And, like, when you look at total rushing attempts – the next closest is not close. <laughs> like he got the ball yeah. more than anyone else last year by a lot. Crazy. And honestly, I kind of like his. Um, he's going third overall right now in drafts. That's insane. That's high. It is, but I I've been on the board. Like I'd rather have Derrick Henry than Saquon. I'd rather have him than Nick do Chubb. You, do you think? Do you think he's dropping now, or uh, it actually is a good? good spot for him since Julio's came on. I don't see why he can't repeat what he did last year, okay. to be honest. I really can't. I mean, he was over five yards to carry and had 2,000 yeah. rushing yards. I mean, the dude is just incredible. You're never going to get the receiving work. They do not throw to the running back at all. They just don't do that. Yeah. So, yeah, they I don't. think it's just all rushing, rushing touchdowns. and But that's the thing. This whole offense is just outrageously efficient. Like we kept thinking last year, it couldn't come back to how efficient it was the year before with Tannehill, but they did it. And I think you just have to believe in it. They have special playmakers on their offense, and they can be that efficient. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, you have anything else you want to talk about Tennessee-wise? Uh, I mean, first year, we've already kind of hit on him. Uh, I did it out of order, sorry. No, but, you're good. You're good. <laughs> no, it's uh, that's that's the only one that I feel takes a hit. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, him and him and Reynolds. From, Honestly, I well, think yeah, Ferkshire will probably be more yeah. usable than Reynolds just because of their positions and what positions they play. True. So yeah. no, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. I yeah. Was just, I, I was a lot higher on Fersker um, before Julio. Yeah. So that, that was the one that kind of bummed me out. But man, this it's going to be as a Colts fan. It's going to be it's going to be hard. I mean, how do you defend? defend? Yeah. How do you defend the play I, action game with Derrick Henry in the backfield and A.J. Brown and yeah. Julio Jones out there? Like, and not not to focus on defense too much, but we are we are so slim at solid um, corners on, on the Colts. So it's like, yeah, uh, linebackers and safeties are going to be picking up stuff left. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll see. But <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm excited. I mean, it. I really. Um, I was telling you this before before we went on air that truthfully, and I. Uh, the the fan side of me is coming into this uh, honestly a little bit, but for me it's a toss up um, between the Colts and the Titans to take this. Yeah, to take this. It's uh, definitely a two horse race for sure. To take the other two teams yeah. in this division aren't um, anywhere near. Yeah, hands hands down. So I mean, that's that's where I land. Um, and we'll we'll get into the Colts here in just a second. But as, as far as the Titans, I think we hit it all. So. Yeah. All right, so now let's move into the uh, Colts. JT, start it off. <laughs> no, um, I'm really excited about just this year. Um, I feel like the Colts, in in light, and it pains me to say, and I'm I hate that I'm bringing it back up again, but in light of the Andrew Luck news that came crashing down literally weeks uh, before the start of the. Uh, the main part of the season um it we have just kept falling into a uh, comfortable quarterback yeah we're just l- lucking out i yeah. mean uh frank reich he he had history with philip rivers um and i mean was i excited about bringing in philip rivers no yeah i wasn't excited but it was a good stopgap then the drama and everything in philadelphia this year and Man, I mean, it was just – I'm not a huge Carson Wentz fan, or I wasn't. Until I think he was I the best digging in. available. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of saw that that he was the one I kept projecting to go to Indy just because yep. of the Frank Wright connection. It made a lot of sense. So, chemistry, I mean, it goes way, way deeper than just uh, quarterback and coach uh, relationship. It goes into a personal relationship that I've d- dug in and – just fell in love with even more. So as far as the best landing spot for Carson Wentz, yeah, the Colts were the best place. Yeah. Uh, the best thing um, on, like we tried to go after Stafford. I mean, it was, it was stated that we did. Um, the price, as you know, was astronomical. Yeah. And just, I mean, it was through the roof and, and I know Ballard didn't want to even touch that. So um I'm happy with where we are with him. Um, it is a it's a make or break season. For oh him. yeah, yeah. I Let's true, just jump into it. He was yeah, awful. He was Take awful it. last year. Fifty-seven yep. percent completion percentage last year. 
16 passing touchdowns for 15 interceptions. His touchdown percentage was 3.7. That is awful. That is awful. And, I mean, there are arguments. He had really no weapons out there at times. Like There were were a a ton of injuries. Yeah, it was a bad team and everything. But he's going into a scenario where definitely upgrade offensive line. Definitely upgrade at running back. Hands down. Yeah, that both neither of those are close. Receiving core wise, it's definitely an upgrade in Indy, but we can jump into that now too. Like, yeah, you guys don't have like a superstar wide receiver. We both love Pittman. We see we the don't. potential of him, but he's got a lot of improving to do. He's still a very raw player. He's got to expand his route tree. Really did yeah, nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's for sure. Yeah, he really did nothing his rookie year. They bring him back Ty for another year. And T.Y. was able to kind of get it going at the back half of last year. You could blame that on Phillip yep. Rivers. You can blame it on whatever you want, but T.Y. is still 31 years old, and he's not the T.Y. of old. And then you have Paris Campbell, yeah, who correct. got hurt, I believe, in game one last year. Yeah. Didn't really see and anything of and him. Unfortunately, that's what we've seen from him yeah. year after year. But when and, he's on the field, he's so, very good. He can be that target in the slot possession. Yeah. And now, and you have Incredible. Zach Pascal, who's just kind of old, reliable. Like, and whenever you yep. need him, he kind of steps up to the plate. But exactly, Pittman has that potential to be a superstar wide receiver in this league. But yeah, he got he has to develop. And right now, how do you see these four playing out on the field? So Hilton uh, has been quoted saying that he's just fell in love with uh, Wentz's arm. Yeah, uh, that's one thing he missed. Um, he's, he said he missed, um, from Andrew, uh, having that arm, having that consistency, having just, I mean, so Hilton just let him run and, and drop it into his arms and he's, and he's gone. I mean, he's called the ghost for a reason. (laughs) And so it's, it's one of those things that I think he fell back in love with the team. And I think he did test the market. Um, Hilton did. He yeah, wasn't he looking at Miami? Uh, he was looking at Miami, but it was Baltimore that gave him Ooh. a uh, gave him a deal, and it was more money. It was more money, and he's even uh, well not officially said that, but yeah, they have yeah they have to pay more money because no one really wants to go to their team because they're just not <laughs> it's not a high volume passing <laughs> offense. Like it'll hurt yeah, their next deal. Yeah. True, and so he. Uh, he just came back, and I, I'm glad he's back. Um, as we were talking before, I think this may be his last year. It's a one-year contract. Yeah, I think so, it makes sense. But honestly, um, $10 million one-year deal is not – it's a pretty good deal for him. It is. I really feel like it is. Uh, so, as far as Hilton, I'm I'm pretty excited to see where it could be. Um, Do you still consider him at, the number one in your offense right now? I would. Um, you may feel differently. I think I, I think you come, have to right now. It, it comes down to uh, Pittman. I need to see more. Yep. And Campbell. I'm he's got to stay healthy. He'll um, be the PPR machine. He'll healthy. be the PPR machine yeah. if he stays healthy in this offense. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So uh, and then Pascal, um, man, he's solid. He's yep. a blocker for us. But I, um, I, I could honestly see. I mean, I mean, obviously, if either one of Hilton or Pittman go down to injury, he'll step up into that spot. Correct. But Correct. I, I mean, there's, I, I could feel like there's a situation where if Pittman isn't showing any improvement. 
he could start hitting the bench more often and Pascal yeah. overtake him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's exciting. Uh, yeah. It's, there's a, there's a lot of potential. Do you get comfortable with potential? No, but do you get excited? Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. So, yeah. um, if you want to jump into running backs, let's, let's do that. I think we, I think we hit that. So yeah. Jonathan um, Taylor, man. Oh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like you look at like the end of the season and how we all feel about Jonathan Taylor now, but like halfway through the season last year, we were wondering if Jonathan Taylor was like getting like going to play. Like there were yeah, times where we true. had no idea where he was at. Like there were our, there were uh, reports of he wasn't getting along with the coaching staff and they had disagreements and stuff like that. But it ended up coming back to the field and he, yeah, he was a monster. He is incredible. Yeah. Um, as far as fantasy side, I'm a little concerned with Mac coming back just because before Mac went down with injury, I mean, he was showing solid. Signs yeah. He looked good. RB1. Mac's always looked good, but not yeah. really great. Like he's yeah. a very good number two. And the other factor is without Philip rivers, just throwing to these running backs all the time. Yep. Um, Jonathan Taylor didn't see a ton of targets. He only saw 39 last year, which isn't terrible. You could want more, but Naeem Hines saw the third most receiving targets Correct. at the running back position last year, and he saw a ton. He saw but, 76. But that's what that's what Rivers was known for. Exactly. I mean, you, you'd see that back in, uh, well, I want to say San Diego, but it's not San Diego anymore. <laughs> I'll always call him so. San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> they, they should move back. So, what what do we see out of Naeem Hines this year? I don't I don't know. Um, I really I'm I love the guy. I mean he he's just uh, he's a Swiss Army knife is yeah. what is what we like to call him. Um, yeah, there were some games where but, he was just he looked incredible out there last year, just yeah, incredibly yeah. efficient. But a lot of it was on the receiving work, and if that comes down. He's going to take a hit. I mean, he finished very well last year in half PPR leagues. He was a very usable player last year, but that could also just be because there's no Mac. I mean, if I mean, there's no sure. question Jonathan Taylor's not going to be the workhorse in this offense. But if there's only one guy, I mean, do you? How much more work do you think Mac's going to see this year than Jordan Wilkins did last year? Because there were plenty of times where everyone was screaming, "Get Jordan Wilkins off the field, dude's not good." Yeah, I'm. I. I hate to say this, but I'm kind of shocked that Wilkins has remained on the roster um, because we are so, in my opinion now, we are so deep at running back with Mac back, which we brought him back with an incredible offer. Super cheap, I, I, like outrageously yeah, cheap. cheap. I forgot, yeah. I forgot to I think look it's it up before. Two million dollars or cheaper, one year deal. Cheap, yeah, cheap. And so having him as a solid number two, I mean, you can almost say goodbye to <laughs> to Wilkins. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, those three guys are my guys, um, and I, I'm comfortable with our running back. Yeah, I'm perfectly uh, fine taking Jonathan Taylor in redraft leagues like midway through the first round. Like he's going to be one of those top running backs. I love everything about him. He's just – he's a freak out there. He's incredible. And yeah. the nice thing is I – Marlon Mack is not going to come – he's not going to get any red zone work. They're going to give all that to Jonathan I, Taylor. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah, he did I, last year, and that's where I he saw a lot of his touchdowns last year inside the five. I agree with you. Yeah. So that's something you don't have to worry about. Mack – Mack, honestly, I don't 
You think he gets drafted in redraft leagues? Shoot, man. I mean, if he I, does, it'll be outrageously not. late. Yeah, and honestly, probably not yeah, worth a draft probably pick. Not. Hines, though, I would be at a very late stage in drafts is someone I think you probably could look at if he does just retain that passing down back role. If he does, but yeah. it's just it's going to come down to it's not like Wentz, what we see. Yeah, it's not like Wentz doesn't throw to the running back. Phillip Rivers is just like yeah, one of correct. those all-time throw to the running back kind of a guy. I mean, it was a given. Yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't even call uh, Hines a sleeper last year because it was almost like obvious that he was going to be successful. So, um, anyway, it's – yeah. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with our running back room. I feel like they're one of the top – in the league not the top probably not top three but i i feel comfortable they're up there for one. sure they're up there for sure yeah so yeah we could jump tight in yeah the uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> i really wish that like i hope they now finally just give mo alley cox more work in the offense trey burton looks like he's gone we were talking about this earlier we both don't really yep. know his situation that's going on he's not on the Colts roster but he's not yeah so We'll see where he goes if they bring him back. They still got Doyle, who's had some moments in the league, but that was really with just – it was just him and T.Y. when he was making those – when he was usable. Moelle, yep. I mean, they're both – the Colts like, like themselves their tight ends. They always have. I'm not drafting either of them, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, because yeah. I'm – 90% sure they're just going to devour each other's value because they're both going to sure. be out there interchangeably. But I think there is the possibility Moelle Cox could be usable for sure. And, I mean, Colin Granson, we were talking about him yeah, before, uh, before we started. He's a rookie this year. Uh, coaching staff is high on him. Um, and I, I mean, I've watched his tape. It's It's good. Uh, but there's something they're seeing in him um, that that they like, and so uh, I I'm not gonna say that he's gonna go and win win the win the starting job. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, out of those three, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a toss up. I'm I'm not touching them in fantasy. Yeah. I'm, I'm not touching any of them. Same. Uh, so. Honestly, yeah. besides yeah. Jonathan Taylor in this offense, who are you? Are you targeting anyone else in this offense? Because the receivers uh, are going to go very late. Hilton, Pittman, Campbell—they're going to be late in drafts. Wentz—it's going to be really late in drafts. Tight ends really late. Mack and Naeem Hines are going to be really late. I mean, if he's going really yeah. late, I think you could take that Pittman upside shot, but. If value is there, I will I will take more of the guys. Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's I'm um, I'm completely comfortable with Taylor. Um, yeah. I'd love I'd love to see Wentz just blow things out of the water. Yeah. I and really there would. is that possibility. I mean, he could. There is. Yeah. There is. So. But uh, other than that, I mean, Ty when he was in his prime with Luck. Yeah. I mean, it was it was fun to watch. It was, um, I loved having him. And on I team. will say the uh, thing about Hilton is I don't think he's really lost any of that speed. It's more just his durability. Correct. Yeah, correct. he still seems yep. as fast as ever, which is yep. kind of weird because there's also guys like Deshaun Jackson who, when they're out there, 
are still as yeah. fast as they used to be, but they just they can't hold up. They can't hold up exactly, and that's that's what concerns. Uh, not to jump back to wide receivers, but that's what concerns me about our wide receiver yeah. room is is just health. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you guys um, could definitely be in a really bad place if Hilton and Campbell go down. That could be really bad. So yep, I agree. So yeah, those are the Colts. I I think I think we're ready to move on. So let's move over to the uh, Houston Texans, who's got. This is definitely the hardest division to preview team in this division to preview because they're going to be really bad, man. They're going to be really, really bad. If I, they're definitely going to be the worst team in the league next year. I, yeah, I see that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we can just start in with their uh, quarterback predicament. Deshaun Watson for the notes. I just put down TBD. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. I I mean, we don't know what to say. Apparently there's reports that there's going to be a decision coming down soon from the Texans GM. Yep, the GM was quoted uh, saying that uh, it'll be before uh, training camp or just once camp starts. So, which I mean, if you're another team, how do you trade for Deshaun? Like, what do you tell your fan base? Like, trading for Deshaun Watson? Like, that's the part that I don't. I don't think he gets moved this year. I think he's going to hit the commissioner's exempt list, and he's not playing this year. I yeah, I see the same thing. Um, and hasn't he kind of voiced certain teams that he's wanted to go to? Yeah, well. uh, yeah, I know he likes the Broncos um, and stuff like that. Like, yeah. there's a few teams out there. But and, um, and so I, if you're the Broncos, I, I don't see you making this. Yeah, I don't. Field I, this year. I think it's just best no. for the teams to wait, just wait it out yeah. as long as possible. So we'll get into yeah. the uh, quarterbacks that are on the roster. They brought in Tyrod Taylor. I mean, I'm not a fan, but <laughs> no, yeah, that's why I like the dead air there. Um. I mean, the last time we saw him at, like, full season as a starter was 2017 with Buffalo, and it really wasn't great. Like, he definitely had moments in the past where he was a good fantasy quarterback. He got the rushing. It's just been a really long time. And the last couple times we've seen him in very few games, he just was really bad, really bad. They brought in – they drafted Davis Mills this year, who Caleb, if he was here, like his favorite quarterback ever – you seem to really like him. I'm not the biggest Davis Mills yeah. fan. I just, I, I, I mean, he was, he was the first pick, uh, yeah. for the Houston yeah. Texans this, yeah. this year. So, yeah, I mean, that's thanks, Bill O'Brien. That's, <laughs> oof, boy. But, um, his injuries, uh, injury prone, just. I mean, that's that's what kind of has. I'm I'm kind of with Caleb. I'd love to see what this guy has. Uh, I definitely I think, think it, he'll probably get in there at some point in the season. I, I think it's the best landing spot for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's it what's it going to look like, or when when is it when is he going to have a chance? And one problem is what's um, it going to look like is because of the weapons on this team. They lose Will Fuller. Yeah. So they bring yeah. back Brandon Cooks, who Brandon Cooks was really good last year. Like you take out that first period of the season where we were like drop Brandon Cooks and we felt like it was a really good reason because he was awful he was goose egging people had no yeah. targets but after that like after week five last year week five and on he was a very good he finished very highly last year I'm not touching him this year though like I'm not I don't trust the quarterback he, that was Deshaun Watson throwing him the ball Deshaun Watson yeah. you can say whatever you want about his character and the person on the NFL field he's incredible he can make these lesser players much better 
Then you go down, you have Kiki Cutie, who needs to stay healthy. They have Randall Cobb. He's just, he's old. Then they have Dante Moncrief. <laughs> like, do you have another like way to describe Randall Cobb? No, no, okay. I'm just laughing yeah. at it. <laughs> and then they have Dante Moncrief. I think this team has a slot wide receiver problem right now because where Brandon Cooks is obviously the top dog on this team. He'll be the leader in target share, targets, receptions probably, and yards. But who, where, how do these other three guys fit in the field? Because PFF has Dante Moncrief starting opposite of him in 11-man personnel on the outside. Dante Moncrief is terrible. He is absolutely awful. Last year in New England, where New England needed yeah. all the help they could possibly get, he saw two targets. Two targets yep. in six uh, games. We, so, and I, yeah, on Dante is he started with Indy. Yeah, and, and he had some moments it. with them with Andrew Luck. He got a lot of touchdowns at times. Yeah. Like he was usable. That was a long time ago, though. He uh, he was traded straight across for Jacoby uh, Brissett, uh, and that's that's how that deal went down. And I just didn't see anything else out of him in in New England. Yeah. So it was it was one of those things that um, I just. I don't know if he can come back. So no, I don't. I don't believe in him at all. And that's the thing. I think what might be their best play, strategic play, is to have Randall Cobb in the slot and try and move Kiki to the outside because he's got juice. When he's got the ball in his hands, he's good. I just he hasn't he hasn't played out on the outside a lot. But they've had DeAndre Hopkins. They've had Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks in there. So I think the spot's open, yeah. and I think that'd be the best place for them to go but again are you touching anyone in this wide receiver core willingly i'm i'm not i mean yeah it's it's one of those things that i just i don't because you can't yeah you can't even project like who the starters are going to be and where they're going to line up besides cooks i know i know this is kind of hard to say but i don't know that i'm even comfortable with anybody on the texans uh, well, we can move maybe, into running backs now, and David Johnson's the one I mean, guy where I think there'll be some value this year for sure. I think he'll be a usable really? guy. He'll probably be going late. Let me find his ADP right now, actually. Seventh pick of the sixth round for David Johnson, which I don't hate. The nice thing is David Johnson last year, he was actually pretty darn good when he was in there. He was consistent, yeah. never bu- he never really busted. And the nice thing is he's still an incredible receiver, guys. Like he is still that is where he is great last year. He had a game last year, eleven targets, eleven receptions for hundred and six receiving yards. Like he can do that. Mm-hmm. But they brought in you kinda have to wade through some of this junk. They brought in Philip Lindsay, they brought in Mark Ingram, they yep. brought in Rex Burkhead. I think David Johnson is the clear number one in this offense, and I think Philip Lindsay is the one that's going to get some rushing attempts. I think all the passing work is going to go to David Johnson. I think Mark Ingram, we brought this up before, me and Caleb, I think he's just going to be kind of a guy for the locker room. I don't really think he's going to see the field. And Rex Burkhead, I just don't. And Rex Burkhead, I just don't put any weight into. I think Philip Lindsay is going to be the number two in this offense. I don't think that's going to mean anything. But I think David Johnson's the one guy in this offense that I'll be looking at in drafts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it was head scratchers for me when when I saw Ingram sign there. 
when I saw Burkhead yeah. sign there. Um, and they all signed for just, dirt cheap, like dirt cheap. None of them got yeah. good deals. So, yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. David Johnson, he's the guy I'm looking at. And then tight ends for this team. They got Jordan a- Atkins. I always want to say Atkins. It's Atkins. Yeah. There's no T yeah. in there. That always that always throws me off when I'm searching him. I'm like, I can't find this guy. <laughs> it's because I put the T in his name. But um, he's had some moments. But again, this goes back to the quarterback play. Dynasty-wise, though, we brought it up with our rookie previews. One of my favorite players to watch last year, I mean, this past rookie class tape, Brevin Jordan. They got Brevin Jordan. I thought it was a great yeah. pick. Dynasty-wise, I really like him, though. Redraft, I mean, he's already a rookie tight end. Coming into a terrible team with terrible quarterback play. You, you, I'm not looking at him at all in redraft leagues this year. But Dynasty leagues, though, I do. I, I still believe in Brevin Jordan. He's. I, I believe he's got the talent to be an elite pass-catching tight end. Yeah, I, I know you've been big on him. Um, I Unfortunately, I didn't do enough homework on, on Jordan. Uh, but... I I haven't been really impressed with the other two uh, no. on the list. Yeah, no, and there's. So, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's his win, um, but yeah, I I just don't have much to say about Houston. Yeah, for uh, same because I don't it, I don't know what they're gonna look like. I really don't. I think their offense so. is gonna look worse than the Jets last year, and I think that's yeah. saying a lot because that was disgusting last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're, we're we're done with the Texans. Okay. <laughs> so the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Urban Meyer, bringing him in first year as the uh, the head coach for him, and they made some moves in the draft. Trevor Lawrence first overall in the draft. Everyone saw that coming, but I think the uh, oh, we'll just wait. We'll save it. So yeah, Trevor Lawrence coming in. Do you think he has that Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert? kind of a possibility this year yeah i it's i'm excited about the jaguars yeah because it's it's one of those things that um it's all i i feel like it's gonna hinge on herb myers yeah um and just how he's going to adapt from the college uh world to the nfl yeah. Um, because I think I think a lot of these guys, these playmakers, I, I think as long as they're given the right system and the right tools, I think they have. I think this they have talent on this offense. Like they have talented yeah. pieces. Like we'll get into the wide receivers now. Chark is still there. They brought in Marvin Jones in free agency and Lavisca Chenault. This will be a second year in the league. Those are three yeah. talented wide receivers. Chenault needs to. He hasn't produced a ton, but you can see it, and he's been okay. Chark, though, it has been a really tough past couple years, man. He's seen a lot of targets, hasn't caught a lot of passes. His production has gone down, yard per target, yard per catch. Everything's gone down. And you can blame that on Gardner, and that's a fair argument. (laughs) I think that's a fair argument. Well, that's... Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to ask you was was like, what do you hinge that on? And and so, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that, too. Yeah. I, Chark, uh, uh, I mean, I'll see where he's going, but honestly, all three, Marvin Jones isn't super interesting to me just because I don't think he'll be the number one in this offense. I still think Chark will be the number one in this offense. 
Yeah, I'm think, comfortable with that. But I think the sneaky number two in this offense, just probably because he's going to be lining up in the slot, will be Chenault. I think he could see the targets from Trevor Lawrence because they don't really use a tight end in this offense, and they don't really have any tight ends on this team. And I'm not talking about now, Tim now, Tebow. Now, now, now. Yeah, I was about no. to say. <laughs> not happening. They got James O'Shaughnessy, who's done absolutely nothing in his NFL career. So I think that yeah. slot position for the Jaguars could be productive. And Marvin Jones, I mean, yeah. he, he he's a very like he's just always been a very underrated receiver. He's always been very good in the league. He's a high touchdown guy. He actually finished very well last year in fantasy overall rankings for the wide receiver. Not a ton of like explosive, explosive games, but very usable. But yeah, I, I, I go back to chart just the talent, the age. The athleticism, the speed, like everything about him. I think Trevor Lawrence in there, I think he could be a surprise, and I'm actually going to pull up his ADP because that's going to be very – I have no idea where to gauge that one. Third pick of the seventh round for DJ Chark. Wow. Does that interest you? Hmm. You said you said third pick in the what round? Seventh. Oh, seventh. I thought you said second. I'm like, no, no oh, no, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I, I could, like that. I yeah, could, I don't hate that. I could see that. At yeah, that point in the draft, you're looking for, better. yeah, at that point in the draft, you're looking for upside players, and he's got the upside ability. I mean, we've yeah. seen we've seen him at his peak peaks in the past being a very productive wide receiver in this league. Yeah. So I, I like I, that I price. I like that. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. The yeah, I think, I mean, it just depends because they threw the ball a lot last year, and if they continue that, there will be there could be room. I mean, it's all going to gauge on Trevor Lawrence. He will be a rookie, so yeah. I, I I don't think you can expect him just to set the world on fire coming in there. But there could be a possibility for two sustainable wide usable wide receivers in this offense. Like I've said, I think yeah. Chark's the one I'm going first, and I think the other receiver would be Chenault if he could step in there in the slot and produce running backs on this team though get a little interesting James Robinson was like the surprise of last year in fantasy leagues he was very very good last year and the team rewarded him by drafting Travis Etienne in the first round this year like yeah that was a surprise to me I thought there was definitely a chance of them looking at a running back but going first round to take a running back I thought I love Etienne but I just as NFL-wise, I think that pick was a little suspect. But ETN right now, ADP, because I'm all aboard the ETN hype train. How do you feel about him? I, I like the guy. I don't know that I liked the pick. Um, it just it was a head-scratcher. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, just the chemistry, uh, who knows? It may yeah. It may be... It may be just the best pick in the draft. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, and I think um, the receiving but, work is the stuff I'm leaning on because right now in redraft leagues, they're going pretty much back-to-back in the sixth round. ETN's going second pick of the sixth round. James Robinson's fifth pick of the sixth round. I'm taking huh. ETN. I really am. I think his oh, utilization yeah, 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 yeah. being able to be – because he could move into the slot at times. He could be lined yeah. up out wide. The receiving work, he will get the rushing work, and he's got the talent just to – take over this backfield like he is an incredible running back too as a well, rusher i mean correct me if i'm wrong but uh but myers taking him or just the organization taking 
ETN uh, right there. I mean, that's a statement, isn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, a statement enough that I'm especially not on a team where you do need help else. in a lot of other places, especially on yeah. defense, offensive line. Yeah, and you take a running back there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you have to play him if yeah. you are the Jaguars. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like but, it, and yeah, yeah, as as we brought up, I'm not the tight ends are going to be irrelevant on this team. Absolutely irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you want to? I mean, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun to watch. I think uh, the offense has a Tebow. Yeah. But no, I I just I don't see. I don't want to hear Tebow. <laughs> no. Yeah. The um. <laughs> I think the Jaguars could be fun. I think they're gonna be a bad team, yeah. but could have a fun offense to watch on Sundays. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, like like we were talking at the beginning of of talking through all these all these teams. It's, yeah. I truly feel like the Colts and the Titans are the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. Let's just then, let's just get into that now. Yeah. Let's rank this division. So, where do let's you do who do you see finishing first? Uh, are you talking to the fan? Or are you talking to? Well, <laughs> the I'm going Titans. I think it'll be close again, but I'm going Titans. I think just because, because you're Titans, I'm gonna go Colts. Okay. I'm stick with my. Boys. I, I just think the Titans have those superstars yeah. on their team, and the Colts have at that at skill position. I think you guys have the edge defensive wise, definitely offensive line, but the receiving cores you can't compare. Quarterback right, right now, I'd give it to Tannehill over Wentz. Yeah. And Derrick Henry, Jonathan yep. Taylor, close, but I would still feel more confident in Derrick Henry right now. Well, and that's and that's what I was telling you before we started recording was, excuse me, um, like it comes down to the defense. Yeah. Uh, for the Titans. And so if the defense shows up, it's Titans. Uh, like it, it's it's their South. Yeah. Um, but um, man, it's it's close for me. I know I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah I think it is me. close for me too. I pro- they'll probably be a game or two apart at most yeah. in the division. I'd say I'd say we split it again this year, like we did last year. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, so yeah, we'll just it was obviously those are both go one and two. So third, I, I think Jacksonville easily absolutely i think they're gonna and then yeah houston i think it's gonna be could be one of the worst nfl teams we've ever seen uh yeah i i think they're i'm putting my money on them uh taking the number one overall next year so yeah yeah and they'll they'll need it (laughs) if they even own (laughs) that draft pick i don't know if they own that draft pick but they might not honestly like they may not what they did to that team that's a good point yeah that's a good point. Man, that's a luck of a draw. Yeah. It yeah, those but, yeah, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars could have a fun offense, but Yeah. They're still gonna be a really bad team. Well, so yeah. So yeah, I guess uh let us know what you guys think. Uh hit us up Twitter, Facebook at the TFL Monsters, YouTube, Apple Podcast, and Anchor, the Fancy Monsters and the Fancy Monsters Podcast. And uh we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Hey, see ya. Forgotten, creeping in the dark, waiting for you.